Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. I am Pure Elise, and I am here with Hi, people. What is going on? What are we going to journey through today, Pure Elise? What topic? Today, we're going to talk about energetic cords and cord cutting. That's a good one. I've had a lot of questions from clients lately about that. Good. So it'll be timely. But what's going on with you? Anything new? Um, Last night, I saw Beautifica at the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry in our planetarium. That was really cool. So if Beautifica comes to your city, um, it's worth checking it out. Uh Um, It was music accompanied by these cool like visuals in like a 360 surround sound. Okay. Yeah. But um, they did, like I started to fall asleep a little bit, not because it was boring or anything like that, but... Uh Um, I think it's because earlier I had taken um, an edible and <laughs> had totally worn off. Although you would think that that would have helped the enhanced, like, yeah, enhanced yeah. it, which yeah, I think it did. But I was at that part in the edible process when you just get tired. So I'm like, well, yeah, shit. Yeah, so, you know, but um, that was really cool. That kind of sounds like Mike and I went to. He took me for I think it was for my birthday last year. We went to uh, Frida Immersive. Oh, that would have been awesome. You remember you telling us about that? Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure we had an edible right before that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember you telling me because I was laughing about uh, Diego Rivera's stuff where it's like all fucked up. <laughs> it's like, what, how did that happen to me? That worked because. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the person that was sitting there just fucking laughing because I, mm-hmm. the narrative that was going on in my head. <laughs> well, even Frida's shit, shit is fucked up too. Remember when she got into the accident um, and the the art that she created from her hospital mm-hmm. bed when she was like, you know, had like a million broken bones and just yeah. the shit she was creating. It was like, damn, yeah, <laughs> you need to find the joy again, sister. I know, but I it's love Frida. It's incredible, though. I've said this the other day. The amount of art that is created out of pain, pain, like. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to be sad. I kind of want to be like that. But like when I've been in those stages, like of being like really heartbroken or like just, you know, really, really down, I've probably written like some of the best stuff I've written, like created the best things that I've created like during that time, which is like uh, just kind of, I don't know. I'm not going to say weird. It's just, I don't, that's not what I expected out of that. But yeah, I think you just got to let it out, I guess. You know, that's interesting because I don't, I don't find myself creating. I don't turn to creation or expression um, when I'm feeling um, down or depressed or in mm-hmm. pain. I um, you know, like a typical Capricorn fashion, I'll internalize it at all into self-loathing and, um, you know, all that shit. So maybe mm. I should externalize it into art and see what comes of it. Yeah. Or just, I, I just feel the need to get it out of me is that's yeah. the thing. Like, and that's my way of like, short of screaming at someone which I don't ever want to do like I I have to like write it out I have to get it out of myself because otherwise I feel like it's just sitting in there dwelling and poisoning me so yeah yeah good good insight all right well you're not feeling that that way right now though no I'm okay um I did get another tip from another creator the other day though where she was talking about how (laughs) when you're feeling when you're feeling in the mood that that's also a really great time to create because that's in a, the mood for sex. Yes. Um, because oh. that's all it's, it's the same energy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That, it's that yeah, that sexual energy. Isn't there yeah. like sex magic? Yeah, creative yeah, energy. Yeah. But but the same it's the same I don't want to say I think it's just the same frequency. Yeah. Right? It's the same frequency yeah. of creating, creation, procreating, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind next time I um am feeling like I want to create or I'm feeling uninspired. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's different for me because the pieces that I make, I infuse them with my energy. Yeah. I certainly don't want to infuse a piece with pain. No. Um, so I think, but, but if I sit down and I think about, you know, it from a different perspective, I know that I can come up with something. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Try it and see what pops up. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Watch. I, I, I send you a picture of a fucked up piece of art and you're like, like well, this, or this is how your sculptures start. <laughs> Cause I feel like it, it would have to be a different form of art. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be something like necessarily like a jewelry piece that you would expect somebody else to wear, right. but it could be like a sculpture that someone yeah. else gets to admire be, and, yeah. and they have to put their own interpretation on it because you only know what you were feeling when you created it. And so it's a personal piece to you in that way. Right. But that's the beauty of art is that it's so open to our interpretation and it's how you mm -hmm. perceive it, how it makes you feel. And it, that's, that doesn't always have to coincide with how the mm -hmm. artist was feeling when they made it. No. I wonder if anybody, another thing that I find myself when I'm feeling really heavy, low, low emotions, I have to take myself out of my head, out of spirituality, out of self-awareness. And yeah. so I like to do mundane things. Like I'll paint rocks. I'll do, put mandalas on rocks. Or recently I've started to do diamond painting, which that shit is amazing because huh. it is repetitious. And then you come out with this really cool um, gaudy, but you know, cool. I think we were talking about it. I, yes. It's like bejeweled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I just went and bought a paint by numbers kit. Nice. But then I noticed on the box that says that I picked the challenging kind. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I've I'm never 22. done one before, but whatever. Well, you're 22 for a fucking course. You're going to challenge yourself. We're going to just jump in here. <laughs> all right well good what, what about you what's going on with you um i have been doing i have been embracing the spring energy and trying to spring clean at least the outside oh, yeah for sure I, I i mean i always i kind of always spend some time on the weekends unfortunately like deep cleaning some part of the house and first of all i have to say thank god for fucking ruggable rugs because yeah. I wasn't going to put ruggables, I wasn't going to put rugs in the house. And mm -hmm. then I went to my friend Joseph's house and he had a ruggable mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I like this. And he's mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is what it is. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh, you can wash it. They're awesome. Because these fucking dogs. Yeah. Every time it rains, every mm -hmm. time it rains. And I, and mind you, I have pads and they will use the pads, but then mm -hmm. they'll still use my rug. Oh, my God. And I can't, I'm so sensitive. Like my nose like picks up instantly as soon as there's dog pee somewhere. Um, so on Saturday, we had a really beautiful spring day. Like it was just sun was out. It wasn't hot. It was just warm enough. So I got that thing washed, got the pad outside and um, hosed it down. And I'm so far it's supposed to rain like sprinkle like the next couple of days so that thing is folded inside the house right now until these dogs get their shit together 
And then we'll put you back. Like the fucking audacity of your dogs because they have pee pads. Yeah. They have doggy doors. Yeah. Like they have every opportunity and privilege. privilege, Yeah. um, No, that's not true. Opportunity. Opportunity. There is no reason for them to go inside. No. In on a place that's not designated. Yeah, like, they're seriously. just cold. They're just cold and they don't want to get wet, which is like, ridiculous. You're a dog. And your patio is is partly covered too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. they have like a little spot. Your your dogs have audacity. I mean, yeah. they seriously do. And it's Ruby. I'll tell you I'm, it is Ruby. It I would not blame. You. <laughs> I would I would guess it would be Honey. So it's no, Ruby. It's Ruby. Mm. Honey Honey actually does not care so much about the rain. Honey only recently started to care. Honey only cared until we got Ruby in the house and then she saw that Ruby doesn't want to go outside when it's raining, <gasps> so now she doesn't want to go. But before, she didn't give two shits. She would just go out there. And even the other day, I'll tell you like on her priority scale of things that are important to her going to bark at the pool guy is much more important than getting wet so she was out there she got soaked barking at him and doing her thing and then she came in she was soaked and i'm like see see you don't actually care like oh yeah so that's what I, i was doing and pruning plants and oh i have this art idea because i have this giant tree branch that fell off of one of our trees and thankfully like didn't damage anything but so i I pulled it off and i'm gonna trim it back because it's got it's got a lot of uh, small branches on it so i'm gonna trim it back and then i think i'm gonna paint it dark brown and i purchased some cherry blossom faux flowers and then i'm gonna like put them on there and like make a really cute tree to put in the wellness room at rain cross. So, Oh, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. The cherry blossoms are the best. They're about to bloom here soon in Portland when they do. I'll, I I'm going to go down there with my camera and I'll, and I'll film it, but it's literally the most beautiful thing when you're driving along five and you see, you look over across the river and there's just, you know, I mean, hundreds of cherry yeah. trees in full blossom they're just gorgeous just, and it's so that beautiful. beautiful soothing pink color that makes yes. you just feel really yeah. feminine and stuff um yeah. i'm getting the um the last couple of days i've been getting the urge to spring clean so you know just the dust bunnies that form in the winter with everything closed up mm-hmm. so yeah i'm, I'm feeling mm-hmm. you with that spring yeah. cleaning i think that's on the books very 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 soon yeah. I just I really love the vibe of the home once you're done. Yeah. And just like, oh, it's peaceful. <laughs> and it just feels clean, it looks clean. You can yeah. feel the energy is lifted, the breeze. I like to wait to spring clean until I can open up the windows, which yeah. yesterday um like like you Saturday. Um Saturday was a beautiful day. It like got mm-hmm. like to be like it was like 50 something, you know, mm-hmm. 51 or something. It was gorgeous, sunny. Everybody was out and about doing their thing. People were mm-hmm. riding bikes. So, um, yeah, it's coming. Spring is here. Um, yeah. you know, and I love it because in Michigan, people are posting, apparently they had another big snowstorm a couple days ago. And, and this is about the time in Michigan when I would get what's called snow weary or winter weary. When yeah. It just never seems to end. And then, you know, you get these big ass snowstorms, um, you know, at the end of March and the beginning of April. And you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, come on. So I don't miss that shit at all. Um, I, a couple of witchy tips for anyone who's doing spring cleaning or going to do. So first, 
if you want to do like a smoke cleanse on the house and whatever that looks like for you, I would recommend the white fire limpia. That is really simple to do. You take your container, your fire safe container, and then add a handful of Epsom salts, some dried herbs, and a splash of alcohol. And then you drop a match in there, put it in the center of the house, obviously safely. Uh, but you want to make sure all your windows and doors are open. And this will help to cleanse and clear out any energy from the home to just kind of like refresh the energy. And then this is something that I started doing kind of new. And this one came from Erica Buenaflor is um, take some cinnamon in your hand, some cinnamon powder in your hand and stand at your front door and then you blow it into your house. And this is to call in abundance. I love that. That, Well, the whole thing. I mean, you know, the the fire, um, but then also the cinnamon. I'm going to freaking drop cinnamon sticks everywhere throughout my house. Yeah. Not the same, but kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Spring clean, people. Get out there. Spring clean. Do it. The equinox. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else? Don't. Do you have announcements? I really don't. um, No. Nope. Um, We got merch. Um, go to the website esotericspodcast.com backslash merch um, pick up some merch um, get yourself a t-shirt hoodie um, there's other cool stuff coming yes yeah Check we'll have back. more it's up there mm-hmm. um, I just have April 7th is my full moon ceremony this will be out here in the city of Riverside at Raincross District in downtown Riverside and and then we have meditation Mondays starting April 3rd and again on April 17th nice. and you, you can find all of those on my website fiorelise.com slash event excellent stuff going on yes all right ready to talk about energetic cords let's do it okay so I was telling you before we started recording. So last night I was trying to have a creative session. <laughs> and so I just ended up writing down and a lot of notes about energetic cords, clearing that and just kind of getting into the nitty gritty of it. So first I wanted to talk about energetic cords. What are they and how do they form? Yeah. So the basic understanding of what energetic cords are they first of all, they don't always have a reason. There's not always like a reason why they happen, but they come from having an interaction with a person, from carrying on, um, having some direct eye contact. The point is that there's some kind of energetic exchange with this person, and it does work both ways. It doesn't always work one sided, especially like so. If you think of it like celebrities, like you're not gonna, you're not forming an energetic cord to a celebrity who doesn't know you exist right to to an extent right but but then if if it's strong enough for you and your subconscious you can form an energetic cord because you you're constantly thinking about this thing this place this situation so so yes it forms in a way but when we're talking about a relationship with two people it's generally an interaction has to has to happen yes absolutely So how do these energetic cords form? So conversations, interactions, and then the types of relationships in which this can happen. So this could be with coworkers, friendships, sexual relationships. Um, And then there's also the cellular connection. So 
your direct, like your bloodline, right? So your parents, your brothers, sisters, cousins, all that, but also your ancestors. Like there's also that connection, that DNA connection with your ancestors. And then finally, there's places or time periods in which you could have formed an energetic connection to as well. There are also soul contracts, um, you know, and that's energetic cords can also be tied directly to um, karma, karmic links. It's all energy, Um, karma, karmic debt, karmic lessons, um, that sort of thing, which is, again, Mm -hmm. not punitive. It is experiential. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes these connections can be short lasting Again, like if you have a quick interaction with like a cashier, let's say, right, like that's a very short lasting energetic cord. And it de- and obviously, depending on like what kind of interaction you had, if that was just a very transactional conversation, then there's no need. But mm-hmm. if, you know, something happened within that and you got mad or or. Um, maybe there was something like outstanding about that person. Like, okay, I have this really weird example. The first time I ever went to In-N-Out, I was probably, I, I, I don't know how old I was. I was maybe like 13 years old. Um, and I remember I went with my mom and we walked in and I remember I, and to the point where I remember this, right? Like now, cause how many like interactions with a cashier at a burger place. Do you remember? I remember this one. The cashier, it was a, it was a young man and he was so nice, like the nicest person I've ever met in my whole life to the point where like it stuck with me. And like, I thought about it for weeks. I was like, why was that guy so nice? Like, Oh, they have great customer <laughs> service at in and out I mean, really, they don't just hire anyone. But like, I was so like, oh, my God. Like, wow. <laughs> I was just super, super impressed by like, I was like, I feel like he loves me. Like, it was weird. <laughs> oh, I love that. So you developed a chord with him, yes? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. But it's a positive so, chord. Yes. Yes. So that was my that was my point. Is like they're not always like it doesn't have to be a negative interaction. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be a very like high vibe, very positive interaction in which you formed an energetic chord with this person. Mm-hmm. Things that when people make us feel good, it sticks with us. Um, yeah, it just does, especially if they're strangers. Yeah. yeah. And I would say that there's unless you feel like lethargic about it or something or like it's taking up too much of too much headspace for you like there's not generally like a reason to let that go like if it makes you feel good hold on to that like because we kind of need more of that one thing though that i wanted to kind of discuss is about digital conversations mm-hmm. because because no. <laughs> we live in this fucking digital age right like mm-hmm. we're constantly like having either short conversations with people where we meet people online and then we meet them in person or you're only meeting them online and then you never get to the person, you know, the in-person meeting. And that happens a lot. But whether that connection is lasting and whether or not you intend to date someone, that interaction can still form a chord. And obviously, again, it's going to depend on like how you were feeling about it. That's kind of the key with all of these is how do you, how do you feel about it? How did it make you feel? And do you want to keep feeling that way? Mm -hmm. 
So I think the dating advice, like guru people, like they always say, if you're on a dating app and you are on there with the intention of like actually dating people, limit the chatter, like limit the like texting, like just get to the in-person meeting because you're just wasting your time. Like, because some people are great texters, they're just great, like conversationalists online, and then you meet them in person and there's just like nothing there. So and vice versa, vice versa. They're awful texters. Awful. And then you meet them in line and you're like, wait. Yeah. 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 So so save yourself, you know, that problematic, you know, whatever it may be being on either side of that coin and just meet the person in person. So other kinds of relationships that we form. So like think of coworkers before we get into like love relationships, coworkers, business partners, people that, you know, you just you're doing business with in one way or another. So these connections vary, obviously, found based on the foundational friendship, if there's one there at all, um, the strength of this connection, its purpose, and then also the power dynamic. So obviously, if you feel like this person has to always be in charge and 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 there's this maybe like a like a power dynamic discrepancy where like you feel like this person kind of takes the power away from you that is forming an energetic cord that you might not want to hold on to very long and then in friendships with friendships there's like a lot of ebb and flow right like they our friendships will vary like with different ages stages of our lives friends are like the family that we choose right but the bonds will vary depending on like, so like a childhood friendship will often like hold this person, you know, we hold this perception in our minds that they're like a superior or like more meaningful friendship sometimes because those were our formative years or there's like a lot of growth that happens within that relationship. And, and that's kind of one of the keys to a lasting relationship is how much can you grow with this person or or with this person still in your life, like you're not always, you know, like together all the time or whatever. But but the fact that this person was there through so many different stages of your life kind of uh, solidifies that bond. Trauma bonds. I've been kind of digging a little bit more into this lately because I'm trying to help someone in my life who I know is trauma bonded to their mom. First, to just get the understanding of like what a trauma bond is like. A lot of the times you feel like this person either like rescued you or like like they somehow take care of you, but they don't. Like if anything, <laughs> they hurt you and then they like throw peanuts at you every once in a while, like giving you the little bits of like the care or the love affection that you th- think or that that they can give you. And the majority of the time, all they're doing is hurting you. And then just, again, just like throwing you little tiny bits. I kind of don't understand why the term trauma bond was even created because it's really just codependence, right? Yes. Two people getting things from each other, relying on each other, depending on each other, but it's a very volatile relationship or connection, yeah. but they're yeah. getting what the 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 shadow um accepts as normal which is often you know um you know bad behavior mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing so i yeah. trauma bonding it's i just think it's just a it's just a fancy word for codependence yeah do codependency um, yeah which no, are, it totally is those are like some of the strongest you know cords out there yeah codependence yeah 
Yeah, so I think that's that's why they're worth mentioning. It's because yeah. they are they can be very tough bonds yeah. or, or strong cords. Um, okay. And then sexual partners. So, I mean, this energetic connection is pretty self-explanatory. So not only does it combine like every other interaction that we've already mentioned, but there's also like the fact that you're like literally physically connecting with this person. Mm -hmm. So once you like put all that together, then obviously that's going to enhance the way that that cord builds up. And then the other things that kind of factor into it is like the frequency of of, you know, this relationship or like how many interactions you had with that with that person in that way. And then also, what were the emotions that you were allowed to express in the relationship? Or were there emotions that were held back? Because there's a lot of people like, you know, casual sex is a very common thing in our society. But that doesn't mean that you didn't form an energy accord to them. Like, exactly. And that's where like, spiritual hygiene is so mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Another thing that I learned not too long ago is that you can form an energetic cord with someone um, if all you did was like masturbate to the thought of them. That's Which I was, weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's weird. Yeah. But it happens. So also like I, I made me feel icky. It's like How that's many? what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the 12 year old in me wants to say ew. <laughs> Ew. Well, icky because you don't know how many people out there like done it to the thought of you. <laughs> like, oh, listen, masturbation is normal. It's no. normal. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does it. We are not yes. laughing or ewing at masturbation. No, but you know what I mean. The thought it's... of forming a bond with someone, yeah. um, or uh, you know, an energetic cord. Or that someone has formed one with us yes, because yes. you yeah. know that's why i'm like Ew. yeah that's the ick yeah that's <laughs> you mind the your ick. business yeah that's the weirdo ick. that i, I haven't authorized this. yeah i did not consent <laughs> i did not consent to your masturbatory fantasies and i will take no part in this yeah please please stop. i mean unless i unless i would unless i right? did unless i did then it's fine <laughs> <laughs> right you know like phone sex or whatever um, yeah <laughs> I don't know. um okay and then uh the last one uh cellular and dna connection so again but this isn't just your parents siblings blood relatives it's your ancestry with them the point is really it's about guidance and intuition and assurance so with that one i would say that's generally a much healthier cord but there are sometimes family members who have passed over who obviously we had some kind of blood connection with who weren't always the best people. Mm -hmm. So, but remember that those people aren't labeled ancestors. Those are just bad grandpas. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Which actually though, that brings up another, it brings up a, a, a question that I have. So, so just because one of your, relatives passed over that doesn't mean they're your ancestors absolutely yeah no so what makes an ancestor an ancestor i think it has to do with how they lived their life what kind of example did they set in their living life were they here just like living out a karmic experience like they were just out here doing shit hurting people being abusive all that all that stuff, all that karmic shit, 
or were they here setting an example were they like you know an embodiment of themselves were they helping others were they loving to their family members like i think it's a pretty clear-cut difference right of like when you think of your grandma like you know that's an ancestor like that's like you know who she Mm -hmm. was what she taught you the way she made you feel like that that's Mm -hmm. an ancestor whereas Mm -hmm. the other ones not so much not so much definitely not Uh, being an ancestor is a privilege uh that not everybody gets to have okay that's that's actually some beautiful um cultural insight um you know and and i don't i don't know that like your standard christian you know religion even I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just assuming here, which is probably not the right thing to do, but you don't hear about ancestors in Christian religion. I don't anyway, or no. am I thinking of it differently? Uh, no, they don't because they call it, they they say that ancestor worship is um, idolatry. And oh, yeah, so, right, okay. you know. Oh God, don't get me started on that because you'll know you'll put me down the the, the anti. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna put out there. I've never understood that this whole thing of like you're not supposed to worship other like beings other than God or whatever. But then like I, I was I was raised with hearing that, and then I would walk into the Catholic Church, and literally every stained glass window was like a different saint. And I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Wait I a thought minute. we weren't what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Which I mean t- it boils down to, you know, like you can only talk to God through a priest, right? And <laughs> you can't talk to God, and that's what confessions are, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, wait a goddamn minute. <laughs> no. That is not true. <laughs> lies. Lies. Thousands of years of lies. Yeah. See what happens when you get me started talking on the Christian religion when you didn't get me started and I interjected myself. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think at this point, if you don't know how you feel about organized religion, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. All right. On to better topics. Well, actually, you know what? I want to talk about it just a little okay. bit more. We're going so, back for a minute. Sorry. Oh, wow. So this morning I was reading this post on this in this group and this girl was talking about I just kind of want to get somebody's opinion about you know blah 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 and she tells a story of this healer practitioner she's a medium um and she asked her she invited her to come and join in her class which is I think it has to do with some kind of intuitive development mediumship I don't know something to that extent and the things that this lady started telling her that you are not supposed to engage or even acknowledge any kind of negative energy. Otherwise you absorb it. And that's, and that's what you become that you should, that you should just ignore it. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. It was just bullshit. Spiritual bypassing. Exactly. Exactly. And fear based nonsense. Yes. Um, I, I could go on. Yes. And, um, when she started questioning it, as soon as she started questioning it, Uh she kicked, kicked her out of the group well yeah yeah it happens and (laughs) all that all that reminded me of is just toxic organized religion behavior Mm -hmm. coded under this spiritual whatever you know cloak Mm -hmm. but it's all the same bullshit and control freak 
you know, cult leaders and spiritual leaders and saying, this is how you, this is what you must believe. This is how you must think. And these are the rules by which you follow this. And if you disagree with me or you step outside of those, uh, free thinking, Uh um, then you're not a part of this and you're not accepted. Fucking that is that asshole Axios, um, Keith Rainier. That is Teal Swan. Yeah. That is cult. Yeah. Bullshit. That has nothing to do with spirituality and nothing to do with religion. That is narcissistic, unhealed trauma people. Um, That's, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I could go on and on, but I won't. And if so, I made a a two-part TikTok video talking about just how to pick a good practitioner. And these are all things that I cover. They're just general things. But like one of them was somebody who is open to you asking questions and two, open to being wrong. Because we're always learning. Right. And, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not awesome to feel like, oh, wait a minute, I was wrong. All right. My, yeah, my thoughts sucks. aren't all encompassing and maybe I'm being a little close minded. You know, that's, that's one thing. But, yeah, you know, defeating people bullshit. And then when they go, hold on, that doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. Then you're like, get out now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> then there's a problem. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that's so yeah. how to <laughs> tangents we do tangents here yeah that's welcome um okay so cutting these energetic cords how do we do that so joe i i want you to talk about this whole cutting cords idea so it's coming up a lot um recently um in the akashic records in a lot of my readings um i think because we're moving into this new energy actually today is the first day of um it's the spring equinox correct mm-hmm. yes. yes um and we're moving into this brand new energy um now cutting cords is a misnomer it's there is no cutting to cords 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 are like weeds um if you cut them you slice them they'll just continue to grow back so you have to pull them out and there is some visualization involved in it and then you have to replace um the resulting open gaping wound if that's how you (laughs) visualize it um with reiki or light or intention um yeah there's a lot of intention around these cords but anybody um well just if you if if you say if you've ever said to yourself i keep cutting these cords but they keep coming back it's because Mm -hmm. you're cutting them and they need to be pulled out yeah yeah so that's thank you that's uh i wanted to clear that up so first let's talk about why would you want to clear the energetic cords or or pull the energetic cords so because i broke down kind of the the, the, all the kind of the different kinds that we can form. So it's going to vary, first of all, is if you want to, right? Like I said, there are some where they're beneficial. And so there's really nothing necessarily wrong with keeping them if you want to. But we're in the spring equinox energy. And if you just want a clean house, like why not? The thing to keep in mind is when you do decide to do a cord cutting, cord pulling practice, it doesn't mean that you're ending the relationship forever. If you want to restart with this person, like let's say this is like your significant other and you've kind of been having like a little bit of a rough patch, you've maybe been having some disagreements, do do a cord cutting meditation. And as soon as I walk in through that door again, there you're going to form a new bond. Like you're going to form right. that energetic cords again. Like this right. is it's this is never permanent. Um, so you always have the free will to form new cords with these people again. 
And I think of cord cord pulling out, cord removal as, mm-hmm. um, you know, giving you the opportunity to get closure, to move on into a new phase, um, yes. peace, find some peace and, you know, and um, like that diversion and conversion um, or divergence and convergence, you know, sometimes people grow apart, but, um, yeah. you know, they also can come back together and form new healthier cords. Yes. Yes. So if you're feeling burdened by the thought of a person or of a situation or of a maybe a place you went to and you had like a bad experience. So those are reasons why you would want to. Also, if you're feeling energetically lethargic, like it's maybe it's hard to get good sleep or it's just really hard for you to wake up in the morning where when it normally isn't, like not just because you're not a normal norm, uh, morning person. Um, this is something that you might want to practice and and try it out and see you know if it might be beneficial for you um okay so the different ways in which you can do cord cord pullings so one is you can do a guided meditation there are so many out there There there's so many on on youtube on spotify like all you do is just you know search cord cutting and you'll get a bunch like you don't need you don't need us to guide you through it but Mm -hmm. But maybe we can do one if you want one. Like, mm-hmm. let us know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also candle magic. If if you're into the witchy woo woo and you want to do a candle magic little shebang, you can take two candles. Um, you have to find some fire safe bottom plate, something to to, keep, to put them on. But you take two two candles, you put them about like six inches away from each other. And then you can dress the candles if if you're if you're so inclined, like if you want to dress them in some oil and sprinkle them with some dried herbs up to you, or you can just, you know, stick the two candles and do something simple. You tie a piece of twine around them um, close to the wicks. And then you set the intention that this is a cord cutting ritual. And then you light the light each wick. You oh, you decide which which candle represents you and which candle represents the other person. You light the wicks. And then there's all sorts of videos of people who have done these or do these for other people. So you can do it for yourself. You can hire someone to do it for you, I guess. I don't know. I don't I personally like don't really subscribe to the idea of have some have having somebody else do the work for you. So that's a wonderful piece of insight. Um, somebody else can't remove cords for you. They can't remove them. They cannot remove those cords for you. Those The cord removal is 100% intention. And um, somebody who is going to charge you a bunch of money to quote unquote remove your cords. I'm not saying yeah. that energy healers can't do that work. They can help facilitate it. But yes. you are a critical component of that. And much like shadow work, you have to do the work yourself. They can guide you through it. They can walk you through it. They can coach and mentor you through it, but they cannot do it for you. Yeah. Yeah. So even, so another, that was, gets me to my third one. So the third one is you can have Reiki. So I do Reiki on people and I have, I can feel sometimes these attachments within a person And as much as I can feel them and I can send love to this area and I can kind of help you through that and help you help you to kind of shift the energy. If you don't have the intention behind it to let it go, no amount of work that I do is going to be able to help you. Exactly. And that's why your intention is so important. Yes. Yes. So 
if you do have the intention, yes, absolutely. You can pair your intention of removing these cords and then pair them with energy work. And then yes, that will work. And also a Reiki practitioner or any energy worker, um, combining your intention with their ability to channel and focus energy to fill up that space is really beautiful and wonderful yeah. and healing. And a lot of times we, um, you know, energy workers have the ability to channel a higher vibrational or more intentional energy than you do too. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's, it's this beautiful sort of um, sinistry uh, that comes together. So again, yeah. I'm not saying, please don't, I'm not saying, you know, yeah but anybody that says pay me all this money and then i'll remove these for you yeah and then you don't do shit yeah it's not yeah, that it's, it's not that, that simple no. yeah no. it takes a little bit more effort than that on your end yeah absolutely because even when i do when i did that last new moon ceremony and i was going through each individual person and doing the reiki and the olympias on them um i could feel certain things on certain people like there were there was a couple of people in the group where I could feel their mother wound, like, and it was very strong. Like I, and, and but there's again, like there's as much as like I would, I send love to that. And at the end, I did like a group reading without obviously like I don't call anybody out like individually. And honestly, <laughs> I can't even if I wanted to, I can't like I don't know, like by the time I am done, I have trouble keeping track of who I felt out of who. Like it's more like here's a general like idea yes. of what I felt. And then if it sounds like you take it, if not, not for you. Um, so yeah, like that, that's kind of how I incorporated that towards the end, but yeah, you can definitely feel it with, with people when they carry the cords with them. And energy workers are like, um, like humans, they're like thumbprints, right? Or fingerprints. Everybody is different and it is so cool when you work with an energy worker who has this really cool, unique ability. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's another thing that working with an energy worker sort of, it, where it's another benefit. There's shit they can do. The one I go to can see grids. It's like, wait, what? What do you mean oh. you can see grids? They can see grids around the body. And I'm like, shut up. That's what? Cool. what? I know, right? That's cool. So they can obviously give me something that I couldn't do myself or that some other energy worker couldn't. Sure. So. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. No, I love that. I love how everyone has their own individual gifts. I know. And it's the coolest stuff. It's like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. What you can you do? Because I can't do that. Yeah. So that sums up everything I had on energetic cords. So if you feel so called to pull some cords to free up some energy in your life, do so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important because um, it also depending on how you deal with stress in situations, you know, that call for, um, you know, going deeper. Sometimes no matter how hard we try to be disciplined, quote unquote, yeah, um, or to be intentional or to make changes or to, you know, be positive, you know, I'm not talking about toxic positivity. I'm talking about trying to stay focused on a positive outcomes. Yeah. Um, you know, I have this thing on my, on my computer um, monitor and it says, do not imagine the worst activate the best. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. But sometimes no matter how hard we try our programming, just, it keeps us, it keeps us from, 
releasing these people or these thoughts from our lives. And that's yeah. when, you know, um, it, it helps to have some, some, some help. Yeah. Do a little, do it, do a little ritual work, um, do something in practice and physical practice to kind of help release that as well. Because I think the other thing, um, that isn't mentioned is the energetic cords. Yes. Of like, we're talking about energy, right. But energy also sits a lot in our bodies. So mm-hmm. aside from maybe meditation, Reiki, like all that stuff, even just uh, doing some kind of exercise component with the intention of releasing the excess energy from your body or these intrusive thoughts from your from your mind and allowing that kind of just to find its way out of you. Well, friends, that means it's time to say goodbye. You can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and catch us on Facebook, hanging out in the Esoterics Podcast community under Facebook groups. This is a safe place to ask questions on all things spiritual and everyday happenings, as well as start conversations, post fun memes, engage in your spiritual spiritual practices. And also, if you have topic ideas for us, this is where you can send them to us. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. What, what are some topics you want to hear about? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Um, stay mystical, magical, and don't let anybody tell you what to do. Nobody. Bye.